0: And if you're not in a great place, you're not going to be making great decisions, and you're not be, and you're not going to be bringing great energy. Mm. And ultimately, it's not about time; it's about energy. Mm. Like what version of you is going to show up? Like what men, are you going to be in the mental space to be in a high performance zone?
1: You're listening to the Art of Kings podcast show our mission is to change the world through men's development. If you're interested in mastering self, building generational wealth, and creating an impactful legacy, then be sure to hit subscribe and join the strongest family on the face of the earth. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show. As always, I'm your host, Sion Stevens. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest who I will announce momentarily but first guys this is season three if you haven't been following us across all social media platforms be sure to do so we've been posting daily reels from episodes just for you guys if you missed the episode or if you want to touch back on some of the most valuable points so be sure to go check out all platforms follow us on the podcast platforms as well if you're not already without further ado though my guest today coach Of founders and CEOs of many companies that you guys might know might be customers of and also hosts of the Fit Future podcast, James Johnson. James, how are we doing, bro?
0: I'm great, son. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And so, guys, we planned out a very, very valuable episode today. So as I said before, James has coached many successful CEOs, founders. He's been around. He's seen it all when it comes to business, when it comes to growing a successful company, seeing what it takes to be successful in the business space. He's actually going to deliver us some very valuable topics on things that founders and CEOs really need to focus more on. And so when we were meeting before this episode, I was like, James, I want to know what is the difference between successful CEOs and founders? What separates them from the ones who are not successful? And so he has three points laid out for us. It's going to be super valuable. If you guys are interested in growing a successful company or being the CEO of a successful business or whatever it is, you're definitely going to want to tune in and listen to today's message. So I'll pass it over to you. We're going to jump into three things that founders and CEOs need to focus on more, things that distinguish the successful CEOs and the successful founders from the unsuccessful ones. So, James, we can just jump into the first one and you can take over whenever, man.
0: Sure. So... I think this comes from both my own experience as a founder and also what I've seen across hundreds of founders and CEOs um, that I spent time with. And that's, and it, maybe before I give you the, the first one, I'll tell you the sort of the, the three things that I see, which then lead into, into these. Nice. So there are three habits that people go back to under pressure mm-hmm. because they feel completely normal. They can feel completely natural. And in, in like a day, in like the short term, they are are healthy and probably successful responses. Mm. And that is, one is we we try and do more. Secondly, we try and go faster. And three, we self-sacrifice. And those are very built-in behaviors for founders. So it's kind of, it's in the, it's almost kind of fetishized within the sort of the, the startup world. It's kind of this sort of, tech bro, work hard, no life, just mythology that's spread out, the kind of lone wolf just, if, you, if you've if you got a life you're a loser kind of right. kind of feeling.
1: Right.
0: And it's really unhelpful. And yeah. so much of it's predicated around this idea that we're playing this kind of short game like it's kind of overnight success. You'll be successful in a year, successful in two years. Check it out on LinkedIn, check it out on social media. It's kind of like the guy that starts a business. And two, two years later he's, he's making millions. It's like that is just not reality yeah like that is but it's what we're sold it is it is, yeah. it is a message we hear all the time so we've kind of subconsciously soaked in these three lessons of go faster do more self sacrifice
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and if we flip the script and go actually being successful is not a two year game. Mm.
1: game
0: it's a 5 year game it's a 10 year game actually these responses become deeply unhelpful it's it's a bit like if you're gonna sort of run a marathon and you sort of sprint it for hundred meters as if you're doing a hundred meter race, right. and then suddenly you went, Oh, actually I'm <laughs> I've yeah. got another just under 26 miles to go. Yeah. Like and that, but that is that is what we try and do as founders on a regular mm. basis, this idea of we're trying to sprint a marathon. Right. Um and what happens is we break ourselves
1: mm. and we
0: break ourselves and we break our companies. Yeah. And and what I see is that founders fail before companies do. Companies are very resilient. They they can take a lot. Mm. But actually, it's often the founder that breaks down because Mm. they're overwhelmed, they're overworked, and they're just running faster and faster. And so so I suppose point one is don't go faster. Mm. Go slower
1: Mm.
0: and get there faster.
1: Hmm. I love that. Like, and I want to dive into that a little bit more. And so first and foremost, I want to touch on founders break before companies do, because I think that's super powerful. And I don't think that's, that's something that we realize when we look at statistics of businesses that don't do well within the first couple of years or, uh, close down or file for bankruptcy, whatever it is, a lot of people will say like, Oh, it's the business. It's the economy. It's, you know, whatever, the excuse of the case may be, rarely do we talk about the habits of the founder, the habits of the CEO. And guys, this is that inside information for all the listeners of what it takes to build that long lasting successful company. And so to dive in, you said the first topic or the first you know, idea is to go slow and so when it comes to going slow I want more for I want to break this down to make it really digestible and actionable for the listeners so when it comes to going Mm. slow because the day-to-day I've been there you've probably been there as well and I'm just starting to kind of break out of it a little bit is like every single day pack in as much as you can do like my to-do list at the beginning of the day, or I write my to-do list at night. And so when I look at it in the beginning of the day, they're normally like extensive to-do lists. They're, they're, they're getting a little bit smaller now, a little bit more valuable, but before they were like very long. And I feel like a lot of CEOs, a lot of entrepreneurs, founders, whatever, create those long to-do lists. And they're like, let me cram it all in so I can be as you know productive as possible or whatever. So when it comes down to the structure of your day, what does it look like to do or to go slower opposed to going faster? Just when it comes down to like the day-to-day work of a mm.
0: I just I think the difference between doing less, which is going to be rule two, yeah, and going slower. So yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. People try and pack in way too much. Yeah. Um but if we look at the going slower piece first Mm. in a day that's creating space primarily for you to think
1: Mm.
0: and and both in a day within a month within a quarter just having these moments where you can stick your head up Mm. and go am I heading in the right direction Mm. because the trouble is when we keep on going faster and faster we end up kind of like they they did this study in in the 60s where they gave spiders all different sorts of drugs Mm. Which must have been quite a fun study to uh, yeah. <laughs> be part of. But basically, you ended up, these spiders built different webs yeah. under influence of different drugs. And one of them, they gave the spider caffeine.
1: Mm.
0: And this spider just went like 100, 200 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And like in the moment, this spider must just have thought he was building the best web in the world. And you look at this web when it's finished building, and, this, and the spider has killed itself building this web at ultra-high speeds, mm. and it's not going to catch any flies because I mean, it's just a complete mess. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: And that is something that we do by trying to do too much or not creating this, We're not looking up and we're not going, okay, am I heading in the right direction? Because we're just so head down, trying to do as much as we can and try and go faster and faster, we're mm. veering off way away from our north star way away from our goals but we're feeling good in the moment because we're being we're going faster and
1: faster (laughs) right yeah that's true it's 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 interesting not too long ago somebody told me something that I already knew right they didn't tell me anything like new like they didn't give me any new information it was something I already knew but when they told when they I forget I, I wish I could remember what they told me but um when they I think it was about mentorship or something like that or or collaboration in some capacity but when they told me at the moment I was like wow like I that completely like slipped my mind and I forgot that that was something that I thought was really important to do but I was I've been so like busy quote unquote like I just I haven't like gotten around to it I almost like forgot about it and it was like an important thing that I'm like I have to implement this and so they kind of like I literally remember and I bring it up because I literally remember phrasing it as like, wow, you just like pick my head up for a second because like I was lost mm. in my work and doing like all these things for like the past three weeks, almost a month. And I completely forgot about this one thing that was like probably more important than like 50 percent of the work that I was even doing before. And I think that that's I think that that kind of you know captures what you're what you're saying to some to some extent yeah
0: i i really think it does i think that's a great example because when we're going faster we're forgetting about what we're actually doing We're just caught up in being more efficient mm. rather than being more effective yeah so it's like we're trying to th- try and do things quicker rather than trying to do the right things mm. and practically the way that we can deal with this is one just re- have very clear goals set out for ourselves mm-hmm. i personally like put it on the wall next to me so it's always visible it's, mm-hmm. it's tempting if it's somewhere hidden you you come back to it Mm -hmm. once a quarter once a year don't come back to it you forget what they are right but like have very clear goals I mean this is where coaching comes in because just having this time once a week once every two weeks, once a month just where you've got that time and space to think and reflect Mm. and just consider I mean it doesn't have to be coaching you can do it through journaling you can do it through making time for like going for a walk or however you do it right but i think for often us as founders we don't regard thinking time as work it's kind of oh that's time I'll work is doing stuff mm. yeah thinking or self-care that's not work that's just time i'm going to try and fit in around work which is doing stuff right and that's just not true like if you redefine productivity as getting the important things done right it's not about how much time you spend doing emails how much time you can spend your stuff it's like are you getting the important things done?
1: Yeah. And so that actually kind of like, now I'm curious, right? Because when you say it like that, like when you say thinking time for a founder is like work and it is important that that it gets done, it's like different from any job, position, title, whatever that we have in society for the most part. And so what kind of comes to my mind is what is it about the position or the role of a founder or CEO that makes time, that thinking time, like so important and so like transformative Mm -hmm. and pivotal in their ability to be a good founder or CEO? Like, what is it that they have to do that, that thinking time is like, yeah, this is, time very well spent you know
0: well i I think there's two things i think you identified part of the solution is just acknowledging the fact that founder role is different
1: Mm. yeah
0: because and often we become a founder after doing other jobs and throughout our career you start doing other jobs and you like you start as a junior and it's like here's your task list and you get rewarded for doing it quicker Mm you get to be, maybe you become a manager and maybe you may have a team. It's like, okay, here's your quite defined task list between you and your team. How do you make sure it gets done quicker? Yeah. And so we get this locked into this idea of efficiency, but yeah. actually become a founder. There is no defined task list. Like as a founder, you could do, you could fill your diary a million times over. Like there's no limits the number of ideas you have. There's no limit. And it's very rarely someone turning around to you and going, Oh, don't, don't do that. Or here's here's your list. Right. And so we're actually we're equipped to solve the wrong problem by the time we become founders. We're focused on the wrong solution. Mm-hmm. And so to have this time to just think and decide what we should be doing is critical for the role because before that's been done for us. Right. But without it, you're basically killing your whole company because if you define success as working harder than anyone in your team, which it sometimes feels like is the right thing, mm. is that what your team needs? Mm. Does does your team need you in there coding with them side by side or sort of sweeping the floors or fixing the pipes? Like that's not what they need. They need someone who's going to be head above the business, mm. looking at the future making sure the right frameworks in place, making Mm. sure that you're not running into avoidable walls and problems. Mm. And therefore thinking probably is over half of the time like that you really I mean spending (laughs) half of your time thinking. Because that's you're not just that that is avoiding another way of looking at this is a thing called the 110-100 triangle I talked to my clients about. Mm. This idea where one hour spent planning saves 10 hours controlling, saves 100 hours fixing. Mm. And if you're not spending the time planning and you're not spending time controlling, which is quite thinking time, mm. you are putting yourself and your whole business into the 100 hours firefighting and fixing
1: mm. Mm. part. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like, man, this is, it. and see, like, me right now hearing you say that, it's so like it's really is really resonating with me right now because there's a lot of times where it's like I just want to like sit in in like this chair that I sit in to do like journaling and stuff like that and literally just like journal and write out like some framework for what I want to do moving forward some of the goals that I want to you know execute on in the next year or two and whatever but I don't when I do it, like there's always a level of, I wouldn't say guilt associated, but like a level of kind of in my mind thinking, like, this is not work, you know? Like, this is mm. what I want to do after my work is done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have time to work and now after, like, okay, if I can get this in, like, I'm going to get this in. But you saying that mm. now, like, do you recommend? And we're going to move on to the next one really quickly, but would you recommend actually implementing or, or, Scheduling, like journaling and thinking time, as part of your work time as a founder or CEO. A hundred percent. Because
0: if, if you try and fit it in around the edges, let's say oh, I'll do it when I finish. My... Do you? If something was important, would you only do it when you were tired?
1: Mm, no. Nah. Yeah. I'd have to get it while I have energy.
0: Yeah, it's like when your brain is fresh. When you like. Mm. And I, th- th- this is why so many founders have coaches because it gives them that time and space to really think. Mm-hmm. But it's also why they then start planning in sort of whole days, like outside the business, or with their or with their key team, Right. so that they're re- uh, there's kind of an operating rhythm you want to get into, kind of. don't be planning too much because then you're not doing enough time doing but you certainly don't be spending all your time doing
1: right
0: so what i talk to my clients about is having like a quarterly rhythm so like make sure as as an organization you have sort of a a quarterly quarterly time which is in the diary well in advance like probably planned out for the year going this is the time we're going to spend reviewing last quarter the following quarter Mm -hmm. and then you can really put your head down and execute for a quarter and then head up again but then on a founder basis probably on a fortnightly or monthly basis have coaching sessions just to give you that space to see like examine your gut feeling examine what's going on the business just giving yourself time to listen to
1: what's to what your brain is trying to tell you but you're so you're too busy to listen to Mm, i love it and so i think we can conclude on the first one got a lot of valuable stuff and a lot of things that i need to implement in my own like just a one big takeaway like i was saying is like definitely scheduling thinking time as you know part of the like work schedule and yeah, just as I know this is why I love doing this. <laughs> that's why I love doing this <laughs> podcast, having it, man. Cause I just I learned in real time and it's it's incredible, right? <laughs> and so I hope I hope the listeners take some of that away too. Cause like that's you know, is super important. And so let's jump into the next one. So I believe the next one is going to be do less, which is a complete, you know, complete opposite of what the narrative is for CEOs and founders to do less. So let's talk about that, mm-hmm. man. What is it, what does it mean to to do less why is that important to do
0: because for me like you do less but you achieve more
1: mm.
0: And that sounds like a bit of an oxymoron but it's about deciding what you don't do mm. and that can be I, I think it's important both from a strategic level as a business to really focus on a few key things like i had a client of mine they they quite early on shut half their business mm-hmm. off the back of our coaching But actually, which so their revenue went backwards, halved overnight. But a year later their revenue was up by a factor of 10. Mm. Because actually that part of the business was not did not have the same growth potential, was causing him a huge amount of stress. And really had much less scalability. Mm. And so by focusing all of his attention and the team's attention on the parts of the business that really had potential, mm-hmm. actually they have achieved a much faster growth rate. And you, and you see this, I see this time and time again, where you, by really focusing on what's important and cutting out these things, we, we plan our diaries. As Mike, for example, we plan our diaries normally to somewhere between 80 to 100% completion,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: fulfill. Like we start the week and it's like, oh, I've got no time in my diary. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be busy all week. Right. And it's like, I mean, that's just crazy if you think about it, because it gives us no space for other stuff to come up. Mm. And it means we're constantly chasing and trying to just quickly tick all these things off our list. Right. Whereas actually if we took this step back and go, okay, what's important? Okay. These are the important things. Have I created space to do them? Yes or no? No, because I filled it up with all these other things, which aren't actually going to help me.
1: Right. We
0: become a busy fool's. Mm. but also we become we start sacrificing everything around it because like well i've got to do this other stuff so i had a hundred percent of my week pl- full before i even started
1: mm.
0: i've got another 50 percent of stuff that's come in during the week that i've got to get done so mm. now i've got to get 150 percent stuff done yeah <laughs> and it's all oh, this it's just this week but actually the next week happens again the next week it happens again because right. we're we're starting the week with our with our weeks just overplanned. Mm. so the solution here is to have a very clear like north star strategy around what you're trying to achieve as a business break right. that down into some really clear goals for the quarter and then just be really disciplined about checking your task list to go are those things appearing or not mm. on my to-do lists right. and, and planned into my week right. and am I being ruthless about saying no to anything which doesn't help me with these things because otherwise, you end up basically just being responsive to other people's agendas rather than your own. It's like, okay, I reply to their email, I reply to that client response, I reply to this, whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But
0: you're not spending your time on the things that you have decided
1: mm-hmm. are important to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, we or or. For me personally, I'd say, and and I'm sure like a lot of other CEOs and stuff feel like the same way, especially when, especially when transitioning, like you said, from that, like, or I don't know if you mentioned it, but like mainly what you focus on, as I know, some of the listeners might not know, is like that transition from being like a full time, like founder, like hustling, doing everything to then just being more of that CEO role cuz now you have something that's a mm. bit more established and you're you have a bit more of a team you know and so now your 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 tasks are a little bit different and so n- acknowledging that or even being aware of that is is kind of rare uh, especially mm. for me i'd say because like even though you know like obviously we're we're continuously we're constantly evolving and stuff with our you know on a personal level and with our companies and everything but like even right now where i am with the podcast and uh with you know beyond athletics and you know with all the other endeavors right like i'm able to do less than i was but there's again like a level of guilt like my my time should be Cause my thought is my time should be just as occupied, you know, as it was before. Like I should, should only have like a little bit of time to do whatever else, because although we went to now this next level as a company or as a brand or whatever, like there's still so much work that we could keep doing. Like we're going to keep scaling. We got to keep scaling. Right. And so like, that's the thought that comes, that's the thought that I have with the company with this brand as well. And I'm sure so many other people have that same idea. So I just want to know, like, what what is so significant about that transition from, like, founder to CEO? And at what point should we really focus in on doing less? And how do we still kind of get those little, like, I guess, more tedious things done, Mm. in a sense, you know?
0: I think it's a great question i think for most founders year one is just about survival yeah. and maybe to year two yeah. it's just like it really is you really probably are throwing everything at it and some of the stuff may not be 100 applicable because you don't have the team you don't have the resources it's all you and it's just like you just don't want your business to die
1: yeah
0: however and but so and so th- these 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 three things of like do more, go faster, self-sacrifice are also really baked into a founder's early stage of the journey. but you get to a stage where suddenly you're building a team, your options are opening because of success, and you can do more and more, you have more resources. you are literally giving yourself this limitless array of options that you could do. Hmm. but at the same time, that kind of slightly controlling, do everything yourself mentality will do two things. One is will break you because you're trying to do, as you said, like two more things, three things, and try and do each of them the same volume as you're doing at one. You've also got a team who actually want to get on and do stuff, but you feel that maybe you should be more hands on and get to. Sort of, and so, learning to let go and let your team really flourish. But in this transition from founder to CEO or this company from sort of the sort of the startup to scale up, you've it is worth acknowledging for a founder, it's quite a scary time because suddenly you're no longer doing stuff yourself. There are other people doing it for you. Your revenues are increasing, but so are your costs. Your right. costs are really increasing, which means your profits possibly going down. There's more cash going through the business, which you may not be equipped for in terms of you may not have the financial skills, whatever. And it's probably the first time you've been in that position and at the same time you've got a whole team looking to you for answers and you're probably under massive time pressure because you're trying to do all this thing so you've got no time to think you're doing things the first time and there's kind of this fear of either missing the opportunity or the financial pressure. doing it it's brutal like it is a really I mean being a founder is awesome but it's pretty tough yeah and that is that is a hard and that's the transition I, I normally help people with because it requires it requires you transitioning to a ceo mindset of like being on the business managing through people learning some other skills around finance like there's there's a whole range of stuff right but it's just as you say acknowledging that there is a transition
1: yeah Hmm. and there's almost a different solution right and so at that stage is when the do less kicks in to some degree because it's like you want to and, and this is what i'm learning right now is like I want to focus on the things that I can do best, you know, like make those decisions, continue to keep us on track to reach our goals for the quarter, for the year, whatever it is, um, and continue to like lay out the blueprints for our next, you know, our next launch of whatever we're, we're, we're whatever project we're working on or whatever it is. Those are the things that I love to do. Those are also the things that I feel like I do best. And so there's a lot of things that I had to do before that like I don't care much for, but had to do them, you know. And and I think I'm speaking for a lot of you know founders, a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff as well. But like acknowledging that transition, like you said, is when you want to begin to, I guess, do less and less until you're only doing what it is that like you do best, you know? And so I I think that that is where, I, what I'm, you know, want to aspire to get to with every single uh, business endeavor, with every single company. Mm. um, And I think that that's a very interesting and powerful way to approach scaling to some, to some degree. Cause you have to scale in order to get to that point of like, okay, now I'm literally only doing the things that I do best. In the within this company so
0: I think there's two answers. I think there's definitely this of trying to get yourself stage where you're in your kind of like a high enjoyment high value box mm-hmm. so only doing things where you add lots of value and you enjoy I think that's a great place to be as a founder and we tend to drift into the low enjoyment boxes because we feel we ought to sort of be the one that does it right. um but I do think even early stages, there is something around being quite disciplined about what you focus on and not doing certain things. Because I had a guy on the podcast recently and he said how he's he's been doing his business 10 years. And he said, if he went back, he could probably do it in two because he spent whole years focused on stuff that actually he was working so hard, but actually wasn't the stuff that really drove the success of the business. Mm. And I, for example, like for me, um, if there's anyone listening from a brand perspective, marketing, actually, they might, might not agree with me here. But one thing I've come to believe, let's say brand, for example. I think a lot of founders, when they start, spend a lot of time on brand. Yeah. yeah. And actually, your first customers don't care. Like, I don't think. Like, I think the first, the thing you want to focus on in the first three months for new business is where's your first customer? Mm. Anything that's not your first customer is is irrelevant. And brand does not bring you your first customer. Right. Like. Yeah. And so if we if we were laser focused on in those first three months doing only doing whatever it took to get that first customer, mm. that takes a lot of things that we end up doing around brand, terms and conditions. All I mean there are so many things you can do when you first start, yeah. which actually are kind of distractions.
1: Right.
0: And at each stage of the journey, I think if we just take that time to look at it and go, okay, what are the key things that no matter what I have to get done and really focus on those, we will save we save ourselves a lot of, we'll do a better job on them. And we'll save ourselves a lot of time by doing stuff that actually doesn't mm. move us towards where we're trying to get to, mm. but but is moving us.
1: Wow yeah that's incredible and then like to do like just to have this insight you know at an earlier stage for me for all listeners who might be at that stage as well like really I'd say take it in I'm also speak for myself really take these things in because it's like to have the perspective of somebody who's been growing a company like with your client for example for 10 years and is now reflecting on it when speaking to you and like probably could have done it in two like that's crazy. Like that's that's actually insane. And it's from doing less. Like it's it's crazy how you can do less and really like just do more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 wild. And so I want to move into the last into the last point. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that this is about sacrifice and what we talk about and what we think about as founders and CEOs is like like you said if you have a life like you're not you're not working as hard as you should be like that's the narrative right and so i'm not even gonna speak on it too much man why is that a detrimental mindset and why are the most successful founders not thinking in that way
0: Mm. so i would reframe it as prioritize self Mm. have a have a greater impact Because it's something Stephen Covey talked about. I mean, that's the very famous book, The Seven Habits of Effective People, and sort of the idea like zone of control and zone of concern. And actually, at the very heart of your zone of control is yourself. And actually, building yourself around strong foundations is important. So once we start accepting this is not a one year game it's a five to ten year game we're going to need to survive that journey
1: Mm.
0: and not only survive it but actually kind of maybe want to enjoy it i mean that sounds a bit heretical to say but how about we actually enjoy running (laughs) our business and actually maybe have a life at the same time because if we if we're in a good space we'll think better Mm. we'll make better decisions we'll we'll show up better for our teams Mm. like we'll show up better for our customers Mm. like yeah. We we will just be better. We'll enjoy it, and we're gonna make it. Just is better. Like it's kind of.
1: Yeah, like as soon yeah. as
0: you shift the time frame. Yeah. It's like it becomes obvious, but because right. we're so used to we're in survival mode as founders, so often it's like, what's gonna get me through today? Well, it's gonna be I'm gonna create an hour more time by not going to the gym because I can save an hour today, like. Oh, what's gonna save me? Oh, I'm not gonna eat healthily. I'm gonna just grab a sandwich or mm. something. Oh, mm. what's gonna give me, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have five cups of coffee because that's gonna risk spike. that's gonna, I'm gonna to... and yeah, okay, for a day, if you're if you're sprinting for a yeah. day, that is undeniable, undeniably true. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, and then let's say in the evening, you not I'm not going out, I'm not gonna see my partner because mm. I can squeeze another club. I'm not gonna see a friend. Yeah. yes in a day a week that probably works mm. but then suddenly do that for a month do that for six months you are going to end up isolated unhealthy not not in a great place
1: yeah, yeah.
0: and if you're not in a great place you're not going to be making great decisions and you're not be- and you're not going to be bringing great energy mm. and ultimately it's not about time it's about energy Mm. Like what version of you is going to show up? Like what? Men- are you going to be in the mental space to be in a high performance zone for?
1: Yeah, like shooting. Yeah, that's you know, like that's so true. And for me, like this, this, this podcast, for example, right? Which is, which you know, for anybody who doesn't know the story, I'm not going to you know get into the reasoning and everything behind the podcast, but um. guys can check out other episodes for for that but this podcast is like a really good example of that like like it's a great example of that because the episodes that we record like what we're doing right now the conversations that i have those are things that i really enjoy doing these are things that like i i because i learn Right. I learned about things that are very important to me that are very, very valuable to what I'm working towards. And like, I just wanted to open it up so that other people on that same journey can can learn about it as well. And so, like, I really enjoy these these conversations. Right. And so the time around it. Right. That is not really as important or not necessarily what I want to do, kind of tapping back into the last point a little bit. Is like very important because if I'm not in a great place coming into like this recording, the recording, the episode that you guys as listeners hear is just not going to be that great because I'm not, my energy is low. And the episodes are the same, typically around the same length, right? And so it's not about like the exact episode time, how long I've been in the episode, whatever. It's about the energy that I'm bringing. And that is all contingent on all the things that you said before, like, did I eat right? Was I working out? What was I doing right before this? Was I doing something that was like kind of stressful, like stressing me out before I jumped into this? And I've had recordings like that where I had to like listen back and was like, delete, this is terrible. Like I'm in a better place now, better place now. I'm listening to it. I'm like, this episode was awful. Like how did I even record this? And so for me, this podcast has been a very great example of that. And then I've also seen it like in meetings and stuff like that. Like when I have high energy in my meetings with the team for beyond athletics, I'm like, wow, this was like a really great meeting. Like, I feel like I got the point or the vision across my team really, really well. They know exactly what they need to do. Like everything's like perfect. But then sometimes when I go into an energy or I go into a meeting with low energy, I'm like questioning, like how did that meeting go? Like, did they, And I really like articulate the vision well, like, are they hundred percent sold on our next phase? Like, and so I I'm really seeing like how important the energy is, which is why for me personally, prioritizing self, as you said, for this third point has been also like that of taking that time to think because ultimately in that founder and CEO role, like that is like the the practice or the the build up for the energy that you really just need to execute on for about an hour or two hours or however long your deep work is or however long your meeting is or however long whatever it is like those are the more pivotal points that you need to like be focusing on and that's what I've been learning recently and just hearing you say this is kind of just like confirming that and I'm like okay we're doing we're doing we're doing good man so
0: <laughs> I think and I'll say I'll take it a step further I think if you look at my plan, and I would include myself in this, if you ask me when I was thirty, like what's my what's my business plan? I could have given you a massive document which was like five year plan. Here it is, all laid out, yeah. nailed. What's my personal plan? Oh, I'll figure that that out when I exit. I mean, I literally could have summarised my my personal goals and probably that. Yeah, like yeah. maybe have some fun, but I mean, literally, that would have been as far far as far as it went.
1: Yeah, that's and all. I
0: think, uh, but and and I think that's great. I, I so what I worked with my clients on now a lot is this idea of creating like an integrated like life plan of like so you've got like clear work goals, clear personal goals, mm. and the two are complementary mm. because they should like good work will help you in good life, good life helps you in good work. Mm. But then you just got to acknowledge that they both require time as well. So going back to the idea of not over planning, mm. a lot of us plan like we've only got work, right. No. And we already plan work to 100%. Right. Other stuff comes at 150%. Where does life go? Mm. Mm. Whereas actually you're going, okay, well, actually, I'm, I kind of want to plan myself not to 100%, but maybe to max 75%. But Within that 75%, where's the personal stuff as well? What are my personal goals? Am I dedicating time to them? Are they going to happen?
1: Yeah.
0: So actually, it starts from like, having a clear vision on both, planning right. for both. Right, yeah. And acknowledging that both both are important. And, what, and it's not this idea of work-life balance is actually quite detrimental because it implies it's a choice. It's like, you do more work, you have less life. You have more life, you do less work. Mm. And maybe that's true from a pure time perspective. Right. But once you start thinking about energy, once you start thinking about achievement rather than like hours, mm. Mm. actually they're very symbiotic mm. and you want both of them to really achieve and to be really high energy
1: mm, I love it like man I love it and so this is like for anybody who's listening and is like what is the what is the secret to like being a successful founder or a successful CEO I think that really I think this is really it like everything that we spoke about like these are really the things because it's like these are not the things that get spoken about in the most accessible forms of content, I'd say. Like you look on social media and you look at like different places where you get like kind of just glimpses into what it means to be a quote unquote successful CEO or like uh the narratives Around being a successful entrepreneur, like these, completely contradict those things, and at the same time, is the reason why only a handful or a you know a, a percentage of these people are actually successful, are actually you know effective and impactful as CEOs, as leaders, as founders. And so, I love everything that we just spoke about. I think it's super powerful. I'm personally going to have to implement a lot of the things that we just touched on in my daily routines, weekly routines, all of that. Um, And I think that the audience got a lot from it. So to just close off, I want to, first and foremost, give you the space to leave everywhere and every place that our audience can find you, connect with you, hear more from you, uh, all the everything. So let them know here. And uh, I'll also type it up in the, in the um, description as well so that everybody can, you know, connect with you easily.
0: Awesome. So I suppose my website is uh, the peer effect. So www.peer-effect.com. The podcast is called future fit founder, and you can get that on all the podcast channels. Um, And you can find me on LinkedIn. If you look for James Johnson and then put peer effect, there are, there are a lot of James Johnson's on LinkedIn. So Probably put James Johnson Peer effect to find me and just reach out.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And man, that I so saw, like I said, I'll leave all that in the description. James, it was an honor, pleasure to have you on this podcast. Again, I think it was a super, super valuable conversation. Give some perspective of the most successful founders and CEOs that most people don't have. And you're here on the Art of Kings podcast show. nonetheless. So really incredible. Great to have you. And uh, that concludes today's episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace, family. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. The Art of Kings team is constantly working to create the best episodes and content for you guys so that we can further our mission and impact as many of our brothers as possible. However, we cannot do this alone. So we ask three things of the amazing community that will help us slowly but surely change the world. Firstly, we ask that you engage with the content. Our official Instagram is at underscore Art of Kings underscore. Be sure to comment your thoughts on topics, share posts you find insightful, and of course, stay up to date on all of the latest news. Next, we ask that you share this podcast directly with one person that you feel could upgrade their life by joining our family. This is the most effective way to help build our community and give value to somebody you care for. Finally, we ask that you take action. Actually apply something that you heard on the podcast to your life today. The execution of knowledge is power, and we love to see the community win big. With all that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you next week. Peace.